0: welcome back to Under the Faraday. I'm Anatola. I'm Tahu. And today we're talking about body image and eating disorders
1: with Dr. Kate Hibbinton, clinical oda. psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> so just to give our audience a little bit of background of who you are and where you come from and what you do.
2: Um, so I'm Kate. Um, Dr. Kate, or Kate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I am a clinical psychologist, like you said. I grew up in Mount Monganui, so lived there. Right. Yeah,
1: my in Sorry. Oh, I'm nice. I'm nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I moved to Auckland to do my training, to do my doctorate in clinical psychology, and now I have a private practice. Practice 371 in Parnell, where we specialise in eating disorders and body image. Um, And I also work at Middlemore Hospital in the paediatric ward.
0: Yeah. Amazing. I'm so excited to learn from you today um, and have this conversation, which is so important. Um, And also really like tricky to have, you know, because we also wanna make it as safe as possible for people to consume it. Um, So to kind of get the space kind of like warmed up a little bit, we have a little icebreaker. It's the icebreaker where we say, yeah, nah, nah, yeah. So I'm gonna say a statement, and then you're gonna say yeah na na yeah with Tahu and myself, and then we're gonna have a little cordial about it. Okay, cool. So all you have to respond is yeah na na yeah, and then we can have a little chat. Um, sometimes we judge each other for our answers, <laughs> okay. but it's okay. It's fine. It's you know
1: <laughs> judgment, it's, is allowed. <laughs>
0: okay. judgment is allowed. Okay, in this, one, in this segment. <laughs> um, Cool. Okay, so stacking your plates when you're finished eating at a restaurant. Yeah na or na yeah.
1: You mean just like cleaning up?
0: Yeah. Just clean up after yourself once you've eaten kai um, at a public space.
1: Yes. Oh, uh, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes.
1: Nah, yeah. yeah. Nah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, growing up, I always, um, when we were little, like going to the base or somewhere like, you know, a mall, mm. um, there was always old moldy nannies as mm. the clean up um, crew. Mm. And I always felt sad. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'd like put my plates up, take my tray over to them. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm a, yeah. And mum and dad would, like, slap my hands if I did it.
3: I feel you on that one. Or on my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Any part of the body? Yeah, yeah, plan. whoever's the closest.
1: <laughs> yeah. Whatever object to throw. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm a na yeah. Yeah,
2: cool. Okay. Um, Situational, maybe. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Which way does it go around?
1: Na-year nah, nah. or year
2: na? na yeah, at, like, food courts and places right. like that where... Kind of more self service, but in like a restaurant. Where
1: you're paying for the service.
2: Yeah, or like they're better at their job, you know, like they're good at stacking, and I'm not. I did work as a waitress a little bit, I'm horrific at it. So just sort of feel like you do your specialist (laughs) skill where you put them all. Yeah. 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 So I don't know which way they go around, but you know. Yeah, 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 everything. Yeah. 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 (laughs) A little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: love that. Depending on the situation, the environment. Um, I'm, I'm with Yutahu, I'm a na yeah. I feel like I would be slapped in all ways possible <laughs> if I didn't. Also, yeah. I like to think of, like, the little angel on my shoulder as my nana. And, like, what would nana do? Yeah. Um, she would stack the plates. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, like, in, in Tamaki Makoto, most of the um, people that, like, bring the trays in, like, a public space are, like, older Basafika women too. So mm. I feel like that's, like, my nana or my auntie. and So I always feel a little bit, like, I want to make sure that they know that I respect them. And, yeah. and I think I don't like when people are like, well, that's their job. But I'm like... Common decency is just to mm-hmm. stack your kai so that, like, it's easier to just bring it back. So, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a full blown yes, but yeah. Nice. Nah, oh, yeah.
1: Controversial topic you I started don't... with. Oh,
3: other... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, um, stuck moving from the mountain to here.
2: People always say that to me, like, why do you live here? because I come up
1: here and it just brings me
3: straight. <laughs>
2: Oh, no, I'm
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> And, like, I know, you know, living at the mountain, is just the best.
2: <laughs> Look, things that got, had to get, you know, taking use, getting used to, uh checking the poo map before you um, go to the beach. Yeah, right. That's a tough adjustment for <laughs> Aucklanders. No, is isn't map? You know, the map, like, is there poo in the ocean? Right. Map. Oh, the map? Yeah.
0: Oh. I didn't even know there was a thing. I didn't yeah, even
2: know Yeah, like, like that. after a big storm in Auckland, you can't go swimming sometimes. Yeah, it's not a thing in the mountains, so that's been a tough adjustment. <laughs> I feel like you're looking at me like... Like, what are you talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're just
1: swimming in water. i do <laughs> I need to swim <laughs> <laughs> <That's okay. laughs>
2: Oh my god, that's good to know, Kate. You've just yeah. taught me something yeah. To check.
3: Yeah.
1: Water safe, Isn't I it? think it's called. that put call like little yeah. red
2: flags at certain beaches, that like right. don't go there. Yeah, Because yeah. the stormwater runs in. it's running. Right. Yeah. That's, that's been a tough adjustment, but yeah. yeah. that has been a tough <laughs> adjustment. Wait, why do they have it here in Auckland and not in the Mount? Um, because we don't have the same problem there. I don't oh, know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah! I don't know people.
1: Because we're hard. better. Because
2: we're better. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Better, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Look, it does mean I'm a massive beach snob too,
1: yeah, as well. It's I hard bet. to grow
2: up in the mountains and go other places.
1: Other beaches, yeah. I find
0: that I'm my, I'm Tongan, so whenever I go back to the islands, like it's just the water's just so different there.
3: Yeah,
1: nice. it's just elite.
0: It's just you know, it's elite. just the best, you know. So when you come here, you just you just take what you can get, yeah. really. Yeah. So I feel you on that.
1: Anyway, let's turn exactly. to your <laughs> quiz. Yeah, yeah, I'm asking too many questions. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna give us a prop quiz. Yes. yes okay and we're gonna have our whiteboards <laughs> oh no oh wow <laughs> to write our answers and we're very competitive there's also yeah. judgment allowed there in is this a space. lot of
0: judgment okay. in <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but we kind of have to explain our answers uh, or justify them a little bit yeah eh? we
2: have okay. to advocate for them a little bit yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so the first question is who is most likely to experience an eating disorder
3: oh
1: like a name of person <laughs> <like, laughs> <like>, you know. <laughs> No, is it like a demographic or uh
2: just whatever comes to your Okay mind, yeah.
1: I'm thinking
0: <gasps> My answer's not like a straightforward answer.
1: Okay, do you wanna go first? Yeah, okay.
0: so my answer is I think everyone can experience an eating disorder. Oh my god. Is that what you said too? Um, no. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> 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 I've been very, <laughs> I've just gone straight judgment. <laughs> I went girls between the 13 yeah, to 24 okay. range. Yeah, um, you yeah, range.
2: Okay, so definitely when we think about eating disorders generally people think young, white, heterosexual, cisgendered women. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So you are what people often think your answer is the correct one. Oh my. Yeah. Thank eating you. disorders do not discriminate. I actually have some little statistics for <gasps> okay. so oh my gosh, yes. 7% of people with eating disorders identify as Maori. 30% wow. of people with eating disorders are autistic. Seventy-one wow. percent of transgender people have experienced an eating disorder. Wow. Fifty percent of bisexual or homosexual people have experienced an eating disorder, <laughs> and thirty percent of people with eating disorders identify as male.
1: Wow. So
2: really, really varied. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's a little bit like <coughs> more hidden, eh? That because yeah. we see. Mm. um girls as the targeted you know demographic of how we see it in the um social settings yeah but males everyone Mm.
0: everyone yeah and I think that's why it's like a lot of people will expect that from like as you said like young white heterosexual women um cisgendered women because I think we see it more visibly Mm -hmm. like on film on television um yeah. also i think like as just for in my experience as basafika we love food so it's mm. like the idea of us having an, a problem with that i think we really struggle to kind mm. of make sense of that as a collective yeah so um and also like we pride ourselves as being bigger people so mm. i think like i don't know that's just my kind of perception of of that on the side of like basafika people as, as mm. a whole so i wonder if that could be why
1: oh, Weird. i
0: don't know
1: right is that how many questions there <laughs> Four. Okay. okay, Yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Okay. Um, What percentage of people with an eating disorder are medically underweight? Can you say that again? Sorry. Yeah. What percentage of people with an eating disorder are medically underweight?
0: Oh, I always hate these percentage questions because you're like, have I gone too low? Have I gone too high? Have I gone, like, oh.
1: Okay, I right.
2: Oh, whoa, thirty-three wow. <laughs> <laughs> percent. Okay, are you in ahead. your odd number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the answer is six percent. What? Yeah, six so percent of people with eating disorders are. Classed it as underweight. Holy sh! Oh,
1: Talk so like they have the disorder, thinking that they're not.
2: So, e- eating disorders do not are not are not just about weight. People often think an eating disorder is an underweight person, which is right. wow. um, anorexia, but. Um, medically underweight is like, a, is according to the BMI. So lots of people have anorexia and would not be classed as medically underweight. A
0: question, oh Kate. I yes. know we've got
1: questions and we've got a yeah. whole episode, but like BMI. Stupid. Shit, right? Yeah. I know, because yeah. on the BMI, yeah. I'm like, morbidly over. Over. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, look at like, am I?
2: Yeah. 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 So, the it's horrible, yeah, yeah. It was, well, here you go. Here's a little mm-hmm. background on the band. okay. It was developed by a statistician, and it was just about looking at where people sat on kind of a bell curve of weight, and possibly high. around like a wartime. Um, right. It was done on all males right. and, as far as I know, all white males. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was never intended as a health measure. It was adopted by American insurance companies. Right. Yeah. And it used to be that the normal range for the BMI, I think, went up to the 27 mark. And then insurance companies in, I think, the 90s shifted it down to 25. Yeah. So overnight, a section of people went from being, quote-unquote, normal to being overweight wow. yeah O word so, yeah O-word, oh yeah. my That's...
0: gosh and why do we still use that if we know that this is the history of um,
2: <clears throat> yeah and uh, like i think the medical community a lot of people still believe in it mm. yeah they just they just love it yeah the big problem with it is it doesn't ask about lifestyle, it doesn't wow. ask about health behaviors. Perfect. So mm-hmm. if you simply get your height and weight and this is where you sit, no one's asking, okay well, what does your nutrition look like? What does your relationship with food look like? How do you like to move your body? Mm. Do you smoke? Do you drink? Yeah. Do you what are your stress levels like? What are your social connections and supports wow, like? Yeah. It's just your height, your
1: weight it yeah. really threw me off because at school like I had six pack I was like 90 kg same height and mm. I could run 10 Ks an hour I was really athletic at school and I was still overweight there and mm. on the yeah. BMI yeah and I was like what in the world? Yeah. Now I'm still the same height, I'm like 30 kgs more. <laughs> no longer six pack. Yeah. So it was like really off-putting to me. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. and that would be for a lot of like <coughs> athletes and yeah, it a lot of um,
1: taken muscle density. No, or a lot like of that.
2: ethnicities. It, it yeah. doesn't really work as well for. It's just a very crude yeah, right. yeah measure. It's not great. And
0: outdated. Deeply right. so outdated. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um six percent of people wow. are underweight. Wow. The other thing to know is that eating disorders have the second highest mortality rate of all psychiatric disorders and so being um, underweight is not the measure of risk. That's right. kind of the important thing to know. Wow. So this is affects all people in all bodies of yeah. all backgrounds. Man. Yeah.
0: Wow. And I think that's really important for people to know.
2: Mm. That it's not just a certain yeah. group. You know, yeah. this can yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've
2: got more questions in my head now. I'm like, no. you? <laughs> yeah. um, This is <laughs> it's gonna feel like a very big question. How can we prevent eating disorders?
1: Oh wow. Well,
2: oh yeah, we.
0: Hmm,
1: okay, this is a joke. But <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> earlier today,
1: I was having a cigarette and um, told. Oh, yesterday and told us the best way to quit smoking is by never starting. And then I was not to say never start. <laughs> <eating."> <laughs> <laughs> Not ever. (laughs) Okay, but sorry I'm summoned that. What was
2: the question again? How to prevent (laughs) how How can we prevent eating disorders? Mm. That
1: is a big question.
2: Yeah, so if you could just come up with a simple answer that would be simple to to solve the whole issue, that would be amazing. Um But that is
1: not a simple question. I,
3: know. It's a simple
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, is... okay, 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 okay. I said empowering language and respectful treatment.
1: I went education.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah,
2: both right. Eating disorders are very complex. There's genetic. There's biological. There's environmental factors. So yeah. there's no one fix at all. But a big part. I just am taking an opportunity to make a little statement here oh. is ah. we need to acknowledge that we live in a society that's built on white supremacy and oh. the thin ideal. Talk on it, Kate. And if we thin do idea. not acknowledge that and all the fat phobia, then we cannot really address all the other issues.
0: Absolutely, with yeah. that for sure.
2: Fat phobia, what a mm. word, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Have you heard that word before? No. Oh yeah? Yeah. Could you explain what that word means? Fat phobia?
2: Um, So it's kind of just the stigmatising of... I mean, the word fat, I guess, is a complicated word for a lot of people. Um, It is a word that is being reclaimed by many people. Mm. As This is actually just a description of my body. It is a neutral description. It does not mean anything bad. Absolutely. Um, But it's often used as a bad thing, or it's kind of like we should avoid it. Our Mm -hmm. whole lives should be... Horrible and yeah. fat people are often seen as being unlovable, as being mm. lazy, as being unhealthy. So it's kind of yeah, and that is everywhere. Our right. all throughout our society. Yeah,
0: I love that. It's a descriptive word. There's no negative yeah, yeah. associated mm-hmm. to it. Just yeah. like. There's huge
2: positive
1: stuff. Yeah. Like you cook cooking fat, cooking Hindu, delicious. (laughs) You don't cook in skinny. No, no. (laughs) I don't want to mock skinny, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Karen, okay. Is this last question? Yes. Okay.
2: Who do we believe can recover from an eating disorder?
3: Wow.
0: I don't know if I'm I'm answering this right, but.
1: Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. I'm on the right lines now.
2: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone? Yay! Yay. Yeah. Absolutely. So recovery, we believe in recovery for everyone. You know, there (coughs) are going to be different barriers to recovery for different people. That is important to acknowledge. But if you are someone who is struggling to find support or you wonder, am I sick enough? Am I deserving of this? The message is your story matters your mm. healing matters and your recovery matters. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's a bar.
2: Yeah. That's a bar. Uh, okay. That's the
0: moment. Awesome. Thank I you so say, much. I saw
2: that on Instagram and I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs>
0: hey, all great
2: yeah. If you yeah. want to be a psychologist, like, sister, go to Instagram. Go to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram. <Yeah. laughs> no. I love
0: that. Um, oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it's so amazing to have these conversations about this because I find, like, in the world that we live in now, it's just high, high technology and consumption, and people just have access to everything mm. on their phones. What do you find is the most harmful place where we're having a lot of this, like, conversations around body image and eating disorders that are harming, like, Altador
2: the most? Mm. Oh, it's so hard to pick one. You can pick place, them. yeah. Mm. Um, I think, look, it's everywhere. It's in the medical communities. It's in social media. I mean, we know social media is an absolute minefield, particularly mm. for young people. Yeah. yeah. I think it's happening in schools. It's happening in families as well. Mm. And not. it's not about blaming anyone because
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> everyone grows up in the same society. So everyone is getting these same diet culture messages, yeah, yeah, but as a young person, if you're <coughs> hearing in your home, in your school, in the doctor's office, online, with your friends, the same messages, it's hard to not believe, of course, oh, I should be I should be thinner or healthier, whatever yeah. that means, yeah. So it's just everywhere. That's the yeah. real difficulty, I think.
1: And it's not just yeah. wanting to be thinner, right? Eh? Mm. People wanting to be bigger. Mm, like how yeah. you said, only 9% are underweight. Would there be so many that, um, does the body positivity work the other way where people want to be bigger and they feel too skinny? and
2: Yeah, so there can be a real, I, I think as we see like the trends of body shapes change, so we've just had that more like, I guess, informed by the Kardashians a bit, more like muscly-toned booties. Yeah, that people often might sit at a different weight, but they're still so focused on food and calories and exercise Mm. and just controlling their body and trying to make it what they think they should look like. And so, again, we'll probably see those trends change as they do over time, and then there'll be a new pursuit. But, yeah, often as, like, with males, an eating disorder might look different it might be we might see more males yeah bulking clean eating those kind of things yeah
1: and there's nothing like saying there's (laughs) nothing wrong with (laughs) wanting to clean eat and exercise Mm -hmm. and things like that so where is the line where um wanting to get to a certain figure
2: mm-hmm.
1: or lose a bit of weight or gain a bit of weight is healthy and positive. How do you mm-hmm. stay healthy and positive in that space mm-hmm. where you know you're a little bit overweight and maybe I should get off my ass and go mm-hmm. for a run? You know, where does that line sit where it's not unhealthy to think that way?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the really <laughs> tricky thing is that the idea of weight and health have been really put together mm-hmm. and that right. is really not always the case yeah people can achieve health if they wish health is not something you have to achieve right. but you can achieve that in any body and so focusing more on our health behaviors so our movement and our nutrition and things can be more helpful than focusing on the number right. yeah. in saying that we do not like in our practice we are against diet culture we do not like diet culture but we are not against people who engage in diet culture because it's everywhere. No one is to blame. I think the difference the line can be is thinking about how much of my life is this taking up? Yeah. How much of my time is this taking yeah. up? So, you know, we see young people who might say, I spend 80% of my day thinking about what should I eat or uh, shouldn't I eat? I spend my whole day tracking food or thinking about exercise I'm missing out I'm not going to do things with my friends I'm not going to family events right. anymore because it's too <laughs> stressful it's too anxiety provoking um and maybe I have an injury and I'm still going to go exercise each day even though that might be causing harm to my body because not doing those things causes so much distress and anxiety yeah
0: I love how like you're saying that because I feel like Um, not obviously about the information, but I'm meaning, like, I think a lot of the times when we see things, we see it in a very, like, narrow-minded way. Like, we don't Uh, see the complexities mm, and how mm, far and, and like, the spectrum of all these mm. experiences are. And I feel like I love what you said about how, like, um, you know, like we—it's no one to blame. We're all just mm-hmm. like kind of like circulating this information. And to quote the great philosopher Ice Cube, um, you know, <laughs> no. he says we're a product of our own reality, yeah. and we are. Like we 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 uh, we act and we react in ways that we've seen before mm-hmm. us. So it's like this generational thing that mm-hmm. kind of circulates, right? But I was thinking, like while you're talking, like. Growing up in my family, I'm my nana, she's, like, in Tong culture, like, for women, like, the bigger you are, the more voluptuous you are, mm-hmm. the more beautiful you are. And so we have a saying called ba'e, which basically means, like, big legs. Mm-hmm. And, like, for Tongan women, like if you have Va'e, you can like perform, and you're like beautiful. Mm. And if a if a girl or a person has a small, slender body, they're like, "Oh, it looks weird. It's not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, attractive to them." Mm. And so, growing up, like with a nana that was just like, "You're so beautiful. You're mm. just the most beautiful girl in the whole world." And I would go to school, and people would be like, "You're fat. You're this," mm. and I'd be like, mm. "I'm the most beautiful girl in the world. I don't know what you're talking about." And so, like the differences of mm. culture and like. Yeah. um, how we perceived bodies and like growing up the bodies that I loved were the bodies that were larger because they looked mm. like my mom and they looked like my Nana and they looked mm. like my auntie. And then I would go on magazines and I would see bodies that mm. look so different to mine. I'd be like, wait, so that's beauty. And like, what, what does that mm. mean? And so like, when we're talking about beauty standards, right? Like you said about Kardashians, do you find like our further away from those like influences or we're like in the midst of like influences from those around us or is it quite different for our beauty standards here?
2: No, um, yeah, I think I think we're probably pretty in the midst of it all, yeah. yeah. I mean, an important thing for me to acknowledge is most of our clients that come see us are Pākehā, so right. that is the lens of which much of my work is through. Um, so, yeah, definitely those influences, the Kylie Jenners, the mm. Fitspo, all of that are really big and have infiltrated a lot of our country. Yeah. Yeah, but I think what you're saying is really incredible. Like the protective nature of that a family or an environment can create is yeah. amazing. It's, yeah, it's
1: definitely environment because growing yeah. up, even like we've got unwritten laws and at the dinner table where um, you know more is better than not enough. Those type of things. Eh? So we're always overplating, mm-hmm. always have too much kai. Yeah, and you know like you see all this kai and then you feel wasteful if you're not eating it. Mm -hmm. So then everybody's always eating. (laughs) So they're like narratives that have been pushed on us since little Mm. that, um, you know, there should always be enough kai and Mm. you should always feel like eating and you're ungrateful if you're not eating, if you don't clean your Mm plates, you're not leaving the dinner table, all those type of things. And then to come into a world where it's like don't put that much on your plate. Yeah. yeah. Or when or you go to a restaurant <laughs> and mm. then you feel like it's a small plate. Mm, You're like, yeah. why is there not that much kai mm, on my yeah. plate? It's, yeah. yeah, it's hard to get your head wrapped mm. around that. So how, <laughs> how do we change the narrative into being a positive thing across cultures? How do you address mm. it culturally?
2: That's mm. a very... Good and big question, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's so much as those individual conversations you have in your families and in your communities, I'm just thinking, I have a friend who has a four-year-old and like you're saying about your nana, she says things like, oh, mom, look at my body. Yeah. Mum, look at my arms. They're so strong. Wow. Mum, look at my big belly. <laughs> oh, mum, I'm beautiful. like mum, are we beautiful? <laughs> like, and I just love seeing oh. that. And yeah. it's like, oh, I hope that stays. Like, how yeah. can we encourage yeah,
1: how do you more not of that? Yeah. Um,
2: and it is, it's having all those conversations Mm. within your communities but i think it is the bigger things we've got to keep an eye out for you know it's all well-meaning it's coming from a good place but um the number of stories we hear about like we were all weighed in math class to do like um graphs so that might feel really neutral but probably to the kids at the top end of that graph it's not a very neutral experience and that really sticks with people yeah um there's nutrition information being given out at schools and it can feel really well intended but if food starts getting put into good and bad categories that can be really complicated especially if what if your family eats from some of those yeah. bad categories Absolutely. and then you go home and you're like well, how do i match the information right. i'm getting yeah
0: i think that's so important and it kind of weaves into another conversation because i know like for a lot of people like south auckland in particular they're trying to minimize like you know, like um, places where you can buy alcohol mm-hmm. and takeaways. And if you walk, if you go through like Mangare, for example, right, and then you go through like Remirua, you're going to experience two different communities that have mm-hmm. access to two very different streams mm-hmm. of kai, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and different resources. And different so. resources. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. I don't see any KFC or any McDonald's mm. at, at Iremiriwa. And not saying that's bad food, but I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we think about all of this stuff, I feel like people make it so punitive to the community that exists there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, if you only have access to these things, yeah. or we think about money access mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Of course, and also like, if you think about KFC, like it's a big bucket, you can feed more than two mm. people. Mm-hmm. If you have larger families, if you cater to more people, you're gonna be more inclined to getting that type of Kai. Yeah. And so when I, when I hear people talk about that stuff, I'm like, well, it's access, right? And resourcing and all of that stuff. And so when you're doing your job, how do you have conversations like this on the daily and try to educate people about, about access, about resources, but also most importantly about language? Like what's safe language? How do we have these conversations mm. with our tamariki and our rangatahi so that they grow up not with the same burdens that we have? Mm. Like, What does that look like in your practice?
2: So language, I think, is it's such an evolving thing and, and it is so personal. So like I said, the word fat for some people mm. yeah. feels empowering or neutral and for other people it's off limit so i would never introduce the word i would never call a client fat if Mm. they had never used that word first yeah we might talk about fat phobia so i'll introduce Mm. the word but how people use that is um up to them um we don't because we don't use words like the O word, as you Mm -hmm. said, like obesity and morbidly obese, we find those to be really punitive and unhelpful categorizations. They're kind of used as if they mean something, like Mm. it's a disease. It actually is just a description of a body. It doesn't tell us anything because we do not have any other information about a person. What does that mean if you are the O word? So we don't use those words. Mm. Like lots of clients might still be using a lot of diet language but it's about exploring so people will say to me i want to look i want to be fit
3: Mm. so i said what does
2: that what does being fit mean mean? and does being fit look a certain way you Mm. know because i'm like valerie adams i'm sure she is incredibly
3: fit yeah yeah
2: Yeah. but according to like
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah But if she wasn't Valerie Adams, some people might not assume she was quote-unquote fit. So it's just kind of exploring, like when you use that, like the word, I want to be healthy. Okay, what does that mean? mean? It's just more exploring Mm. and what are we talking about when we use these words? Because they can get really, like you said, narrow and mean one thing.
1: So maybe instead of like classing it as this broad, um, fit word eh, that means Mm -hmm. so much things, Do you try and look at ability? Like, I want to be able to hold my breath for two minutes Hmm. because I like to um, free dive, you know? So, like, (laughs) I want to go down and get crazy. (laughs) But I also smoke and pick a day. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, there's things like that. So do we try and chase the ability of something instead of the goal fitness or a number?
2: Yeah, mm. so we, we often talk about, like I said, health behaviours. So how do you like to move your body? What is mm. joyful movement? Oh, and that. that doesn't have to be in a gym or at an official class. It might be dancing at home mm. with your kids or playing sport at school at lunchtime or you know there's so many different ways to move your body how do you like to nourish your body like what feels good Mm. and rather than what should we take out we think about okay what should we include more of so sometimes people might go look I think I am mostly eating food of convenience at the moment okay well how can we add maybe more vegetables into your existing rather than cutting out and restricting Uh, yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. looking at like people really underestimate all those things like social supports Mm -hmm. who are you connected to how is your mental health Uh, that is a huge part of all of this as well stress levels all of those things are all important and if we focus on those rather than your weight uh, or looking fit whatever that means yeah. yeah there's more conversation to be had. yeah
0: yeah I love that you've like you've really seen it in a really empowering way Mm -hmm. and I think like when it comes to bodies we see such negative things um in spaces and I love the new movement of people really talking about bodies in a really empowering way, like mm. the movement of like fat bodies. And um, I, I follow an incredible person on um, on social media and their name is Potty Mama mm-hmm. on Instagram. And I just love how um, they just exist and mm-hmm. authentically and genuinely, but get, yet get so much hate mm. and so much judgment from people. And when I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's just projecting, right? Like those mm-hmm. people are just projecting their own insecurities. So like when we think about positive like outlets for bodies because we all do live on our phones mm. and our you know the world of social media where do you think are great places for people to go to mm. to kind of access more positive information about bodies mm. uh.
2: Yeah so everyone needs to kind of find who they, who they connect with but I think the more variation you have in your social media of different bodies it becomes really normalized like mm. okay here are all the different bodies that exist Um, I really like, I think her name's Megan Jane Crabb, she's a woman in the UK, she used to be called the Body Positive Panda and has done a bit of a rebrand because she's gone okay, body positivity isn't quite the movement I agree with or I connect with, Um, but again it's lots of her just living in Mm. her body. a, what's her name? Alicia McArville, I think, is a Canadian woman. Again, just a woman in a bigger body, living, sharing her clothes. Mm, um, yeah. And so it, everyone's really different. There's kind of the advocacy, body body um, sort of fat justice places you can go to. For some people, it's just nice to look at people, who, women who are like a size 18, 20, mm. trying on clothes, living life, being happy. And it's not all about... Mm. Mm activism or I have to prove my worth as a fat person. Yeah. It's just fat people living. Um, there are so many psychologists and dieticians um, who put themselves forward of the health at every size who will share lots of really helpful, wonderful information. Mm. Yeah. Um, so once you kind of start looking, you'll get recommended more and more and you can just have a look and see what works for me.
0: Do you think that these are very like like, woman-based spaces, though? Like, are there any helpful, like, spaces for men, since we are saying that it creates, it's, it's, this is prevalent for all people. Mm. Yeah. So is there spaces that are more focused on tāne, like men? Probably far
2: less. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, okay. look, my algorithm is probably very heavily weighted to women yeah. Yeah. as well. So, like, yeah. But I'm sure that, I mean, I think they're probably, but less, I think that is important to yeah. acknowledge, like,
1: It's really hard for tiny too because like you see all the images of or like even your bros growing up they all have their shirts off and it seems like dudes with six packs only ever have their shirts off.
0: Exactly. Besides
1: me, honestly, yeah, I love my body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This joy right here. I'm
1: really like, um, but I don't push body positivity or anything Mm -hmm. on my social platforms. Mm -hmm. I wear my shirt off often and I even have posts of just my shirt off or Mm -hmm. things like that and. but I've, I've found it's had a negative, um, some negative, what's the word? Teachings or whatever they are to my, um, my whanau. Mm. My, my younger siblings, cause they're still growing up, still learning about that space. Um, my little sister, she's beautiful. Like she's just turned 16 or something and she's beautiful, stunning. She's like the perfect Fitzbo looking mm. person. And um, just good genetics, I don't know how it must be mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> it got. Uh, she started making posts about body positivity, um, and like she was like really bending down, having rolls and stuff, mm-hmm. and she was trying to like say like be positive about your body, woman, blah blah blah. And I had to explain to her. I was like, baby, you're in no position to um, kind of push the fat, um, love your fat on you because you're you're perfect. Like, you're already in this space. And I know for her, like, I I understand that anybody can um, discuss those things. Mm -hmm. But for her, it was a way of relating to uh, what seemed like a trending topic at the time Mm -hmm. with Hine coming out and having, um, you know, body positive models and Mm -hmm. of all different kinds of sizes and her wanting to jump on that trend. Mm -hmm. And so where does the trends and things like that Um, kind of have a negative impact on our kids where they want to join in on something where they're maybe not educated or Mm -hmm. haven't had any lived experience or, yeah, don't have anything to do with it but just want to be a part of it? Or is that okay?
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's positives to it. It is one of the issues with the body positive movement. It was actually started out of fat fat activism with usually black queer people as well. And it's been really co-opted by mostly thin, white woman. Now, doing what you're saying, bodies that look like this, who are tall and thin they also look like this and they can bend over and make rolls. But a lot of fat people are left saying, well, my body looks like that when I just stand-ist. Yeah. Exist. So I don't have the luxury of standing up and hiding those things away. So I think there's space for everyone, but we have to make sure that the people who are the most affected get their voices put forward Mm. as well and it doesn't just become what we call straight-sized or thin white woman because it's happened in the health at every size movement too a lot of the people making the most money at the front selling their books are straight-sized white women mm. yeah so it's just important that all voices and that if they get to hear all voices cuz often yeah the thinner people will be really celebrated for the body positivity yeah. like your sister's saying and then if a, a fat person might promote, does a post, they'll get to say, oh, you're promoting the O word. Mm. So unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. Lizzo. Yeah. She gets so much yeah. Yeah, hate. She's and, a queen. Yeah. But I also like, I think
0: people's fixation on her body and on mm. both positive and negative. Like I'm like, but she's just a bomb-ass artist. Yeah. I feel like her the fixation of bodies in general, like I think oh, yeah. whether it's positive or negative, I'm like, it's got I'm nothing, like, to, do she, nothing she to do with anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a part of who we are, but it's not everything we are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes she gets put into such a category mm-hmm. and we don't focus on her talents. Yeah, right. And I feel like that's the damage of... Yeah. of just bodies in general and our yeah. fixation on bodies. Yeah. So um, I love me some Lizzo. But yeah. I, I have a question before we, we finish up. Um, what do you think as a society we can do better when it comes to body image and, and then obviously to the extent where someone were to experience eating disorders? What can we mm. do as a society to really focus mm. on, on being better?
2: I think kind of in our individual, in our families, and our communities, being really conscious of how we talk about bodies mm. and, and what we say about... Like our own bodies, I think often people think I'm talking about my body, but you, so, other people are listening. Oh, that is they a, feel yeah, yeah and they way. feel that when you say, "Oh, I'm I'm so fat," you know, someone in a bigger body than you totally. may be having a response to that. Right. And it, again, it's not about blame because we all grew up in this. Yeah. yeah, so it's just being mindful of what are those conversations we're having, what are the conversations in our schools, what are we consuming in the media, and calling. Those things out. I think we're seeing a lot of change and a lot of improvement, a lot more conversations, but we have to keep acknowledging the harm that does exist, that is so normalized in a way. Yeah. You know, speaking of Lizzo, thinking like Adele, Mm. when Adele's body changed, it was headline news around the world for months and months and months and months. You know, that constant, like, oh, wow, she's so worthy now. Like, those messages are repeated. Over and over, we have to talk about those and the yeah. harm that they're doing. And like I said, the people who are the most impacted by fat phobia, their voices need to come forward so we can understand their experiences. Yeah. yeah. And we need to just be having these conversations, checking in with our young people so that they yeah. can talk about concerns they have and it doesn't quietly get worse in the background. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I could talk about this all day. Yeah, I'm beautiful. Um, I feel like that's the hard thing about these episodes under the uh, under the Whareki is that we just are touching really It's just important. a taster, eh? Hey?
1: It's a little taster. <laughs> yeah. And
0: that's why it's so important that people know you and know that you, you know, what's your organisation again so that if people want to look it up, they can. Mm.
2: So I work at Practice 371. Is okay. Cool. Practice, yeah.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kate. I've oh, loved that. Thank a you lot of things to, like, think about, eh? Hey. Yeah. 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 So much to
1: unpack. Yeah, Yeah. I like what I've taken away. I really like the um, um, promoting health versus a number, right? Yeah. Chasing health versus body weight size or a fitness goal. Yeah. 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 Just health.
0: Health in general. Yeah, feeling good and feeling joyful, right? And finding
1: out what healthy is to you.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's and that amazing. you can
1: have health at any size.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, before we round up and then close up, do you have any, like, lasting comments that you'd like to make that we may have
2: missed or any messages thank you for having me this has been really (laughs) amazing you guys have asked such interesting questions and really made me think about yeah like culture and how Mm. different cultures and different families have different relationships with food that might not match kind of like more what happens at school or more main western narratives yeah yeah. Yeah. so that's been really interesting but yeah, I think they're just, I am I really love my job. I love this area. I love helping people. And I think the main thing is we just continue to hold a lot of hope for people that there Amazing. can be change and recovery. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part. So yeah. hope is, yeah. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. What we're gonna keep on striving for, right? Yeah. 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 Well, awesome guys, we're gonna close up this episode. Thank you so much, Kate, for her being here with us and sharing your knowledge. and. Um, Yeah, just everything about it. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We're going to close off and we'll see you next one. Catch you on the next episode.
3: (laughs) Cheers.